The Magnificent Football Monday edition of You Better, You Better rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network, simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next 60 minutes. And what a 60 minutes it'll be. I'm Anderson Cooper. Who else are the? What are the other names from the old 60 minutes? Currently? Oh, man. Or the old Currently one, it's... because that's funnier. Yeah, well, the, the old one is uh, I'm, I'm Morley Safer. Uh, I'm Ed Bradley. I'm Leslie Stahl. Mike Wallace. <laughs> Uh, yeah, to write those, those stories in Andy Rooney tonight on 60 Minutes, something like that. Yeah. So over the course of the next 60, I'm morally safer. And over the course of the next 60 minutes, we'll bring you uh, more handicap of week 14 in the National Football League. Uh, we got a lot of games we still have to hit. We spent an entire segment on the uh, the Texans and the Jets. We'll get to the Ravens and the Rams coming up in a second. But the whale capper Drew Densick will join us in 20 minutes. We'll get Wales' thoughts on week 14 in the NFL. Maybe his plays for the in-season tournament tonight in the NBA. Two quarterfinal games. Can't wait for that. And then 60 minutes from now, uh, power hour, final hour of the show, featuring all our bets for tonight. NBA, NHL, side total and props for what may be just a dreadful football game, but it doesn't mean we can't bet it, play fantasy, bet props, and have a lot of fun with it. The Jaguars and the Bengals from Duval. Whatever, Jacksonville, Florida. All right, let's get back to P-squared, B-squared, though, in Handicap Week 14 in the NFL. Kenny, bring the music up, please. And, Ken, let's talk about this Ravens-Rams game, another game that saw a little bit of movement in the betting market overnight, where Baltimore was a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at open. The Rams coming off their, like, actually, like, honestly, like, really impressive win. Joe Flacco played really well in the game up until the end when he threw that terrible pick. The Rams' offense played great and showing, like, they don't need Cooper Cup to play well to succeed. Puka's obviously been great. Kyron Williams has been great. And Stafford's been awesome. And Ken, I think you've got something for us on Stafford. Obviously, over the course of the week, we'll talk about Matthew Stafford in some uh, postseason award markets. Uh, So the Rams got bet. We now sit Baltimore a seven-point favorite. The Ravens are coming off their bye. Uh, So Baltimore, a touchdown favorite in the game. The total here is 43.5. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Ravens and Rams coming up on Sunday. This is... This is really interesting. I, not because the point spread seven. I, that's kind of where I thought we'd settle in the game as well. When I thought about the game, I was like, this feels like about a touchdown point spread. I, I think a lot of people who think about the game probably come up with the same conclusion. And so like, that's not that interesting. But rating the Rams, I think, is is pretty interesting going forward. Um, we did a segment in the first hour of the show. People on Stadium missed it just about. And we do, we do a lot of segments about this topic, just how long the season is. And the fact that it's really long means teams go through two, three, four, five different iterations of what you think they're going to be for three to four week periods at a time, two to three week periods at a time. And the Rams are in like a, a run of form where they're scoring a lot, scored 36 points or more in back-to-back games. They've won three in a row out of their bye week. They're coming in with a lot of momentum. The really interesting thing is like the opponents in those games, to be fair, are Seattle, Arizona, and Cleveland. And Cleveland has a record that's certainly formidable, but has been rotating quarterbacks. Miles Garrett's playing at what seems like 10% sometimes in terms of his health. Um, this is like a test game, and I'm gonna always think of a team differently when they go into a test game. It doesn't mean they it doesn't mean they're gonna fold. It doesn't mean they're gonna play poorly, but I do think like quality of opponent has to matter. When we do Cowboys Eagles, I'm the biggest Dak fanboy on earth right now. When you do Cowboys Eagles, you have to talk about the fact the Cowboys don't beat anybody. You have to talk about the fact when they play an A-level opponent, they lose all the time. And the Rams have actually played a few different A-level opponents, but the problem is this version of the Rams hasn't played like a few A-level opponents, like how they're playing right now. So I'm just not quite sure whether they can hang, honestly. And they are coming into this game with like all the momentum they can possibly have. Three wins in a row, scoring a billion points. It just seems like they're, I think they might be walking into like a death trap, honestly, which is like the Ravens with time to prepare who are much, 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 much better and can get off to the quarterback really well. 
I, I actually think if I was going to bet this game, I would lay Baltimore rather than rather than take the points and make the Rams prove it to me against like a way better opponent in a way different situation. Not a game I'm really looking forward to betting, but just like if I had to bet it, how I think about it, I, I think the Rams success recently is like commendable, but I don't actually think makes me want to bet them at a big number in this game. So let's let's have a conversation because I'm I'm kind of unsure about what I want to do. Also, um, I have no like strong opinion on the side of the game. Let's talk about the total for a second. Uh, currently sitting at forty three and a half. If the forty three and a half, we're really stretching this now. Um, let's say Ken, the game goes the way you think it might, right? Like you Rams walking into a death trap, like you said, pretty morbid. The Ravens are up big in the game, and then you get Matthew Stafford and the Rams in comeback mode. To me, the total, like I, almost in any game state. It's like Rams get up, like Ravens have to come back. I feel like the total feels a little low to me, almost no matter what the state of the game is. Do you have any thought on the total here? Um, currently sitting under 44, 43 and a half the total here at the Ravens and Rams. So for first step of this analysis is always going to be, okay, when we get a couple days from now, what's the weather going to be like in this game? Outdoor game on the East Coast in December just has to be like, has to be known. Like if we're going to, is it, is it 50 and perfect? Is it 20 with 20 mile an hour wins? Like it's going to be like a big impact, especially how the Rams like to play. Now Stafford likes to throw the ball down the field a lot of the time. Like got to know the answer to that to say like for sure what you want. I think it's, it's the funny thing is like, I actually think it's my same answer, just like manipulated slightly, which is just like, I know the Browns had a really highly rated defense going into that game, like Arizona, Seattle, like the, it's just different. It's just different with this. So like, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, okay, well, if they're down in the game a lot, Stafford will lead them down the field. Like, will he against this defense? I don't I don't know that that's true. Also, it's the other thing that's really fun, and it'll be interesting to see in this game, and this is the Ravens side of things, with uh, with their offense, like, didn't didn't score a lot at all against the Chargers. It, they basically scored 13 points in the game, and then Zay Flowers scores at the end, and they land on 20. Um, a lot of people won't forget that play for a very long time. So Inclu- they basically scored 13 me. points in a game. Right. But like, okay, that that was what first game no Andrews or second game no Andrews. Like Beckham has been banged up. First, yeah, and yeah, and so it's just like bye week. Or have they found answers here? Like, are, have they kind of retooled things where like, okay, like we we've made the proper adjustments with the week off and our offense can kind of like start humming again? I don't know the answer to that. So may, maybe the answer is yes. In which case, you'd love the over in the game, obviously. Uh, just unsure, honestly, whether. I think the Ravens offense is a little bit of a mystery right now coming out of their bye and how much differently it's going to look. Um, and then again, like Rams step up in class, like it's just it's just going to be different. Like it's just going to be way different than the opponents that they faced recently. All right, last note on this game, and then we'll go to the Vikings and the Raiders on Sunday in Las Vegas. Let's say that the Ravens get bet up a little bit here and like just things remain okay. fairly static, right? Ravens go up to seven and a half. R- Ravens one and a half teaser leg. Ravens down from seven and a half to one and a half. I would. I don't. I don't know if you need the move to tease it. Um, I, I'm like pretty confident. I think they're going to win the game. Like you could tease seven, too. Like I mean, yeah, like seven and a half. Then like obviously it qualifies for the through seven and three teaser leg. But like you, you get the extra half point right now if you want to. Um, in terms of te- like, do I think they're very likely to win the game? Yes. Would they be my favorite teaser leg? No, because I, I do think that the dog has like a little bit of of high ceiling potential. Like you, you know, it it, it does matter. Like if you're going to go seven to one. Okay, like I'd rather go or seven and a half to one and a half, eight and a half to two and a half. You know, I'd rather do it against, you know, Tim Boyle and Derek Carr and like some of these like quarterbacks that have really, really, really low upside. Stafford's not a low upside guy. Like as much as I think they might get smashed here, like he's Matthew Stafford. Like I, I don't know if I want to pay a tax and tease down against him, would certainly make the short list of teaser legs, but maybe not like my maybe not my favorite one. So if you wanted to, 
You, meaning mm -hmm. Ken, me, the person watching and listening. If you wanted to do a Ravens-Bucks teaser leg, let's say, this could be okay. the the Eric Zier memorial teaser. This is like a the, it's like a gridiron. What was the name of that game we played over the summer? Immaculate Grid, but it's Immaculate, immaculate Grid. Immaculate Grid. Immaculate Gridiron was like one of those squares. Yeah, well, this okay. is like the low-hanging fruit version. The Vinny Testaverde Memorial teaser. Oh, sure. Ravens yeah, Bucks. And then and then do a three-teamer and put the Jets in there also and tease them up to like whatever, the 16 against the Texans. I'm not suggesting to do that. Just want to throw it in there. Is that a... Uh... Testaverde. So if we wanted to... I'm trying to think about like all the games that we've done already. Like, is there a favorite teaser even of the games we've done already? I guess not. Tampa. Well, I, I mean, sorry, can we come up with two legs as opposed to just Tampa? I know we we all like Tampa. Like, with Tampa, with, of the games we've done so far, Tampa with what would be your favorite? So your options would be, like, Steelers pick or Patriots 12. Uh, Saints to win. Li Lions, Lions plus, like, two and a half, three, or Bears up to nine. Saints plus a half or Panthers 11 and a half. Saints to win. It's Bryce Young and the, like the, like all like okay new head coach also like the players are still really bad. Yeah, and obviously for people listening, like don't do that. Like you get you, yeah, would, you should just do a two team money line parlay if you're gonna like or a money line like the Saints if you're gonna bet them to win the game. Like don't go to don't don't tease to like plus a half or like plus one. Like lose all of the like get all these numbers you don't want in the teaser. Like oh I paid this tax, what do I get? A bag of crap. Like oh, okay great. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything that good yet so far. I had Tampa and blank. I was trying to think if Baltimore would have been my pick so far. Of, and, and like, yes, but only because that's like a placeholder and I would like to put something different there, probably. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken. Magnificent Football Monday, handicapping week 14 in the NFL. I don't know what I want to do with the side of this game yet. I'm kind of like, I, 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 I see the point you're making, right? That maybe Baltimore just slams them. Uh, part of me also thinks that maybe you get like a sleepy Baltimore effort coming out of the bye here. And like, to be like, we do see Baltimore sometimes like play with its food in games when they have the lead and oh, maybe definitely. they don't hold the lead. And, and so, so I think this one's like a little tricky. And like, I think to be fair, you're saying the same thing, right? Not a strong thought on this game. We'll obviously yep. talk about it a lot more coming up this week. So nothing for me right now on the Ravens and Rams. And we'll find out the weather as we move later in the week as well. Now, I, I would have said, and maybe this is a bad thought, but I mean, the Raiders were going to be two and a half. Maybe the Raiders up to plus eight and a half would have been really good. So both of these teams, the next game here is uh, the Vikings and the Raiders, which is the Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl eleven rematch that the world's been waiting for with the Raiders and the Vikings. Uh, this was two and a half last night. Minnesota bet out to three today. So both teams come off their bye. Minnesota three point road favorite at Vegas. The total sitting at forty and a half now. Last Monday, Minnesota loses 12-10 at home to the Chicago Bears. And Kevin O'Connell basically like, yeah, man, we, we got to reevaluate the quarterback position here. So we don't know yet who's starting a quarterback for the Vikings. It would be Josh Dobbs, Jaron Hall, or Nick Mullins. My sense is, is that Dobbs will remain the quarterback. Is that the Dobbs gets at least one more start here? Could be wrong. And I'm kind of like burying like the, the lead here, which is that Justin Jefferson yeah, I was like, will be back in this I, game I, didn't, I didn't think you were going to do that. I thought you were going to do Jefferson. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it's like, in my head, I'm thinking like everyone knows Jefferson's going to be back. And then also, like I'm hosting the show, and just in case people don't know that, I have to say it. Justin Jefferson will be back in this game for Minnesota, which is, I think, why you see the Vikings favored in this range. So, Ken? Vikings a full three right now in Vegas against the Raiders. Minnesota, like, gotta win this game with the way the bottom of the NFC playoff picture shaking out right now. Totals 40 and a half, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. 
I I totally agree with those two and a half getting bet. I think that makes a lot of sense as like the kind of overnight numbers grab type stuff. Uh, it's bullishness on the Vikings at a less than the key number because Jefferson's playing. I think I think two and a half was a little short with Jefferson playing probably. Now that doesn't help any of us, including me now, uh, that the number is three. Uh, but it's it's again worth noting, like Jefferson's back, so your rating for the Vikings has to be better. The Vikings are an extremely well-coached team off of a miserable performance with a week off. And maybe Antonio Pierce is like the next great coach, but I kind of feel like the Vikings needed their buy way, 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 way more than the Raiders did probably in terms of how they played. So it would be lay Minnesota three or nothing, but I don't think this, I like don't really disagree with this number. I don't think this is that crazy. Uh, I think Jefferson back matters a great deal. And I think matters a great deal in this game. Like look at, Look at how much trouble the Chiefs had again last night in a game, moving the ball, like game number 11 this year, where they've had trouble moving the ball, scoring in the red zone. And look what they were able to do in the second half against Vegas before Vegas is by. Like, we came out of that Vegas second half being like, wow, maybe the Chiefs offense is like back. Like, maybe they found something in that game. Yeah, what they found was the Raiders. That's what they found in that game. That's like kind of what we learned. Jefferson's back. I think it's obviously, it's it's a big deal in every game. It's almost an especially big game because it just you can really take advantage of the Raiders defensively in this game with him. And I think it really makes a big difference. Whoever the quarterback is, maybe it's wait and see who the quarterback is for sure. And then we have another conversation. Uh, I would not bet the Raiders in this game. I might bet Minnesota. And that's kind of how I'm leaning right now early in the week. I think the coaching point that you make is way right. And also, like, it's honestly, I think the biggest coaching mismatch in this game potentially is is Brian Flores with a couple weeks to prepare up against a rookie quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. Like I, I, I think that's major and advantage. And a first-time play caller. And a first-time play yeah. caller. Bo Hardigree. Uh, and Adam Gase disciple. You know. Now, right. I, I think the Raiders' defensive part is a little interesting because a couple weeks ago, like we bet the Raiders in that game against Miami. And one of the reasons why, like we felt like, okay, the Raiders shouldn't be this big of an underdog the way some other teams have been. But also, like the Raiders, and Baldy would said this on the show a couple times, where the Raiders do a really good job, like, you're going to get your yards against us, but we're not going to let you have the explosive play. And then we saw Rasheed Rice go for over 100 last weekend, to your point, or two weeks ago, whatever, with the Chiefs Raiders, and Kelsey almost had 100 yards. So, like, what Raiders defense do you get here? And also, if you get the best Raiders defensive effort, does it matter? Like, have we actually forgotten, because he's been out for a long time, how special Justin Jefferson is? And how much better he is. I guess he's not better than Tyreek Hill. Tyreek's going to the first ballot Hall of Famer. But how good Justin Jefferson actually is. I agree with you, right? If if I, we, we were having this conversation right now and it was two and a half for Minnesota, easy bet on the Vikings at three, just feels like it's right. We'll talk more about this game over the course of the week. On the other side, we'll get Drew Dinsick's opinion on week 14 in the NFL and any bets he's got for the in-season tournament in the NBA, the whale capper stops by next on You Better You Bet. We'll get back to our handicap of Week 14 in the NFL as we move along, including just like the, the, the death march for the Seattle Seahawks continues this week as they travel to San Francisco to play the Niners. We tried to tell you like a month ago, you don't think this team's making the playoffs. Not definitely that they're going to miss, but brutal stretch. And then the Eagles the week after for Seattle. So we'll do the Niners and the Seahawks. Huge spread game, obviously. We'll talk the Chargers and the Broncos in the AFC West. We're going to make some time in the show to go over the Chiefs and the Bills in Arrowhead. Can't wait for it. I, I'm excited to have our betting conversation on that game. KC and Buffalo. Power Hour, final hour, 40 minutes from now. We'll feature all our bets for tonight, including Monday Night Football with the Jaguars and the Bengals. But 
joining us right now to talk Week 14 in the NFL, maybe a little NBA in-season tournament as well, is our good friend, the whale capper, Drew Densig on Twitter at whale underscore capper. He is a betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports. Does a great job for them. And the co-host of the Deep Dive podcast with our friend Andy Molitor. Whale supports us. Uh, support him and check out all his work, NBC Sports and the Deep Dive Podcast, and again on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Drew, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? It's going wonderfully, guys. Uh, great to see you again. Happy December. Uh, happy holidays to the uh, the You Better You Bet listening audience and uh, viewing audience. Uh, and yeah, week 13, uh, NFL is in the books for me. I don't have any action on Monday Night Football, though obviously we'll love to break that game down with you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah. Week 13 was a smash, so hopefully more like that as we close the season. Uh, spoiler alert, if you don't have any action on it, we're not going to spend any time breaking it down because it's a pretty <laughs> terrible Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you just opened up a couple more minutes of this interview to talk about like the NBA and season tournament or something like that. Uh, maybe Nick Nick always asks you what your favorite bet is, but uh, different question. Obviously, like the, the biggest game from yesterday, high, most high leverage game by far was, was Eagles-Niners. Um, do you feel like you like learned enough in that game to say anything definitively? Like the Niners are the best team in the league. The Eagles are not mm. going far in the playoffs. Uh, Brock Purdy is going to win MVP. Like there's a lot of high leverage stuff that comes out of that game that has possibilities. Did you come away from that game with any strong opinions here in a couple minutes? Oof. Um, I mean, I think it was just a good kind of reminder about the value of extra rest at this time of year, if nothing else. Um, you know, the, the, way that that game was talked about in the week leading up to it was making my brain break because people were like some people were like how could the niners be favored against the mighty eagle like this like how, what this is this is crazy and then other people being like see the market is telling you that the niners are clearly better than the eagles by the spread and i was like i mean they're they're probably a little bit better but the spread really i thought was a you know kind of a telegraphing of the issues with the philadelphia defense it really their health and their kind of slippage their secondary uh and the fact that they you know had been on the field for 40 minutes against the bills you know a week prior and it's like it was going to be a tough ask for them to cover the speed that san francisco brings to the table and i thought the you know the eagles for a quarter uh really kind of let their uh horses kind of you know go in the pass rush and they made a good impact at for a little while and then they ran out of gas and then it was just uh you know whatever san francisco wanted however they wanted it um the major takeaway i think spoke less to kind of the fabric of the nfc because you know that you know it, it does tilt absolutely tilts the balance of the one seed uh assuming that philadelphia kind of doesn't run the table here um but uh you know the the rematch between those these game the, these teams is going to be very very different in the playoffs considering it'll be a more of a neutral situation and assuming that uh you know neither one of these teams has massive injuries heading into that game or uh, you know, an especially impactful physical matchup in the week before. So, you know, I think it's, it's you're going to have to pretty much clean this, clean the slate and uh, have a whole totally fresh handicap when these two teams play again. Um, Eagles had like a 33rd percentile game and the Niners had like a, you know, 95th percentile game. And that's why the score was so lopsided. And I think, um, you know, the Eagles probably will learn some lessons from this about what they need to do to fix their defense. Shoot, they already signed uh, Shaq Leonard off the street to, you know, help shore up the linebacking core. So they're going to be a different looking defense by the time these two teams play again. And uh, I would expect, uh, you know, a more competitive game, surely. But uh, um, the other kind of key, obvious takeaway from that game was uh you know 
Purdy, I think, has put a nail in the coffin of the Hertz uh, MVP case, at least for the time being. Um, and, uh, you know, Hertz defeating Dak this week, I think, helps Purdy even more. Um, and, uh, you know, it, if it comes down to, you know, Purdy and Dak uh, down the stretch, I would, I mean, Purdy's got a much softer schedule down the home stretch. The idea that the, you know, Cowboys aren't going to trip over themselves fighting, you know, up against uh, the likes of the Bills the next week after this Eagles game. Like, they are, they they go through a little mini gauntlet here playing at Bills at Miami um, after they host Philly. So, you know, I think I think there's definitely uh, room for you know Dak to have sort of that kind of high profile loss that you know the voters love to punish you for, and you know will you know kind of even open the door more for Purdy, who is right now you know clearly leading the uh, you know the NFL and total EPA generated, which is uh, always a good indicator of a guy who's playing clean football and uh, getting his team to wins, and that coinciding with the one seed in the NFC, I think, would be enough to uh, secure the award. And Purdy does have the head-to-head win against Dak. Obviously, it's a team game, but yeah. like San Francisco smashed Dallas when they played earlier this season on Sunday night football. You better you bet with Nick and Ken talking uh, the National Football League. Maybe we'll do a little, little NBA as well with our pal, the Whale Capper Drew Densick on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. I was going to ask you about MVP, but you wove that very well into the answer there, Whale. So let's, uh, let's turn our attention now to Week 14 in the NFL and... Every time for everyone's favorite game, as Nick asked Drew what his favorite bet is for the week coming in the NFL. My friend, what is your favorite bet coming up this week in the NFL and why? Could be side, could be total. Yeah, so if you weren't paying attention yesterday, there were a lot of injuries. <laughs> a lot of players are hurt. And, uh, you know, there is this is, I think, important, pretty important time of the year to to care about two things. One is injuries. The other is weather. Uh, it looks like we have a potential for both of those being massive, massive, massive uh, uh, factors for the week 14 card overall. Uh, so because of that, I've only made one play to this point, and it was the under in the Bears-Lions game, uh, expecting some wind in Chicago. Combine that with the fact that the Lions uh, are going to be potentially without maybe their starting center, Frank Ragnow. He avoided long-term injury, but uh, decent chance he misses, uh, and he Matters a ton to the strength of the Lions offense, which is their rush offense. If this becomes a game where uh, Jared Goff and his tiny hands has to get it done in wet weather, windy conditions in Chicago against the defense that is being wildly underrated by market, then uh, yeah, give me under here. Uh, I know it's down to 42. Uh, I think a uh, fair price on that one should be about uh, 40 or 39 and a half, depending on uh, how some of the other injuries shake up. So, um, could be an ugly one in Chicago. Hopefully, there's not very many points, and uh, that's the only bet in my account right now. The side that I am the hottest on, surely, is uh, the LA Rams. I think the Rams are a buy still. Um, I thought their performance yesterday was actually just kind of average, and they still covered relatively easily against the uh, the Browns. Uh, and this is a, now a tougher test, obviously. You're taking on a Ravens team that's coming out of the bye. Um, and there is some indication that Marlon Humphrey is going to be back for the Ravens, uh, which you know should make somewhat of a difference. Um, but I really, really like what the Rams are doing right now in terms of scheming offense. Like, it's new. It's difficult to prepare for. It's difficult to defend. I know that you have a really, really strong defense for the Baltimore Ravens coordinated by a really good coordinator in Mike McDan- McDonald. But uh, I think this is uh, a, a fun, even uh, matchup of uh, sort of strength versus strength with the Rams offense against the Ravens defense. And I think for all of the good things you can say about the Ravens as a team and all the good things you can say about Lamar as a person and a player, like they're not that good. 
offensively and i think realistically if you can uh you know match up against a, a team that uh, don't forget is without their most important weapon in mark andrews then uh you know you can give yourself a chance to win there so i'm going to ultimately take the rams plus the points but uh expecting that we're going to get some positive ravens injury news this week which may push this to seven and a half so uh that would be the buy point for me on uh, on ravens rams and i think you know Add a little money line sprinkle for the Rams too, just because uh, uh, they have the potential to uh, uh, to keep this one interesting. Should be should be a really interesting game. Nick and I were both kind of like, ah, I'm not sure we want to bet in that game. Wales like, no, no, like I'll I'll take the Rams. I kind of like them to win the game too. And to Wales' point, a lot of the sevens on the board juice toward Baltimore, and there's one seven and a half on the board right now. So we'll kind of tell you like maybe that comes off seven up. Uh, that's a kind of how the market's trending right now. We'll get injury reports the next couple of days, which will kind of help figure that out. Well, we likely won't do Eagles Cowboys today, but just playing on something that you said earlier about the Niners Eagles point spread, right? That like, okay, maybe in a vacuum or at the end of the season uh, in the playoffs, this would not be the point spread of the game, but injuries and rest helping to dictate what the market is. Then if that's true, then I have to believe not only that that's what you think is happening here, where Dallas is like almost three and a half at home against Philly with extra rest and Philly like off another grueling game against San Francisco, but that like maybe you think Dallas might be like the right side in the game or maybe that the number moves even more in that direction. Again, creating a quote unquote crazy point spread, maybe like a minute or two here on just how you're approaching Cowboys Eagles this week uh, and then we'll do some NBA. Yeah, it's an interesting one because the yeah, I agree with you. The market is built-in rest advantage for the Cowboys, which matters. Um, and this is, uh, you know, back-to-back weeks now, the Eagles have to uh, go up against the team that's played on Thursday, which is uh, which is rough. Oh, by the way, the Chiefs have it again, another rest disadvantage now going up against the Bills coming off a bye. Go look at the Chiefs, like, next 10 games, it feels like. I mean, I know there's not 10 games left, but it's like every week down the home stretch, the uh, Chiefs are matched up against a team with extra rest. So uh, going to be fascinating to see how that impacts the, the, out, the performance of both the Eagles and the Chiefs. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, Cowboys, uh, I think, were the early bet side here, largely because of, you know, somewhat influenced by the result. When you have that lopsided of a result, people kind of reactionary downgrade the team. And, you know, people probably downgrade the Eagles for two reasons. One, it was very clear and obvious that their defense is, you know, a little bit broken. Uh, and number two, Jalen Hurts got uh, popped late in that game and, you know, had to go get checked out for a concussion. Uh, he hasn't had been a phys- especially physically sharp uh, all season. He's been kind of healthy and off and on. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think there are definitely people concerned that with the potential that he had either even a minor concussion or, you know, just just enough to even be get, you know, to get checked. Maybe he's not uh, 100 percent here. And that's a good reason to just go ahead and take the Cowboys now. I think a lot of people remember uh, last year this time on Christmas Eve when uh, Jalen Hurst was a surprise scratch after he hurt his shoulder against the uh, the Bears. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you can capture a, a, as valuable a number as three uh, in a matchup that's this that's going to have this much volume, I think that was kind of driving some of the early market movement, even more so than just saying this is a fair price about the difference between these two teams. So um, I would have Dallas power rated slightly ahead of Philadelphia right now as currently constituted, but there's definitely questions about this Dallas defense that uh, – I think still have to be answered. Um, Philadelphia matches up fairly well against their secondary. Uh, Deron Bland, uh, you know, Ken's favorite guy to kick, you know, to pick apart as the a defensive player of the year candidate, which I agree you is laughable. Uh, no, I'll book you. Not, I'll book not you with, if you want yeah, Not with my yeah. worst enemy's right. money. <laughs> no. right. uh, but uh, no, I mean that you know he's a gambler. He's he's going to get beat by AJ Brown in this one. Devonte Smith, same you know same kind of advantage matchup. And in general, you can you can hurt this uh, Cowboys defense right now. I, I thought 
it was pretty telling how uh, soft they were against the uh, Seahawks last week. Uh, that was that was an eye opening. And you know, maybe was that looking ahead, uh, you know, or looking past your opponent a little bit, uh, or catching a desperate team, you know, who was throwing everything at you? Maybe, um, but uh, it was not a good look for the Cowboys to uh, concede that many you know, points and yards against the Seahawks team that, uh, you know, really hadn't been doing much of anything lately. So uh, definitely a chance that this is a pretty fun, fl- high-flying type of game. I mean, the totals ticked all the way up to 53. I can't remember the last time I saw an NFL game at 53. This has got to be the first in, like, what, five weeks? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it should be a good game, and I would, uh, at the current price of 3.5, lean Eagles, but I'm probably not going to bet this one. Well, we are almost out of time here, but want to make sure we get your thoughts on the two NBA in-season tournament and quarterfinal mm-hmm. games coming up tonight. Celtics laying five and a half at the Pacers total, 246 and a half. No Porzingis tonight for Boston. Maybe he's back on Thursday if the Celtics make the semis. Uh, we don't know if Tyrese Halliburton's going to play tonight. He's questionable along with Obi Toppin right yeah. now for Indiana. And then in the nightcap, Sacramento in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite against the Pelicans, 238 and a half. We have about a minute left here for both these games. Any bets for you tonight in the NBA in season quarterfinals. Yeah, I think uh, Celtics and Kings advance, but I think both prices are about correct right now. Um, the injuries you mentioned in the Indiana Boston game are especially uh, head scratching. I think Boston's probably uh, the team to beat in the play in overall. Uh, and uh, Indiana, with the way that that uh, team defends, you know, Boston's going to find multiple ways to hurt them. Uh, if I had to have a play in that game, I would just go ahead and take the team total over. Uh, a little bit of a, you know, a, a downgrading in terms of these totals as people are expecting more of a playoff environment but uh, i would be careful to enter the market in later stages of the games not bet these unders at the pre-game price point because uh, they look correct to me yeah i thought i can't wait to talk about these games with ken coming up in the power hour final hour of the show like are we are we treating these like actual like playoff games in which case two of the teams have recent playoff experience and the other two yeah i like I max minutes to too. They're like the big players. And, like they gave the they gave him days off. Is Tatum playing forty two minutes tonight? He might. I would and, expect and also, so. He got ejected in the last game, so he should have some extra juice, well, obviously, for the Celtics tonight, yes. which, which obviously helps. Uh, well, great job as always, my friend. We sincerely appreciate it. Please support our friend Drew Dinsick, the Whale Capper. Hit him up on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. Uh, betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive Pod with another friend of ours, Andy Molitor. The show is great. Be sure to check it out. My friend, thank you very much for the time. Good luck with all the bets. Stay well. We'll catch up with you next week here on the show. All right, best of luck, guys. And uh, again, yeah, happy holidays to the listeners. Buddy, it's December 4th, buddy. Can can we save the happy holidays? You listen to Michael Buble like on October 8th, you know? Like, he's allowed to say happy holidays. Come on. It's true. He was was right about one thing, by the way. He was definitely right. And we're not going to do MVP in full today. We'll do it on Thursday. I think he's right that, like, Hertz is almost a zero. Like, I think think that actually, I think that game actually, like, zeroed him out as a chance to win. We'll talk about it more coming up later this week. But coming up next, we turn our attention back to Week 14 in the National Football League. Can I interest anyone in Niners Seahawks Handicap Sunday in the Bay Area? Purdy looks left. Purdy throws left. Caught. You know who. Jawan Jennings breaks a tackle. Touchdown! San Francisco! If you're going to come with a zero blitz, the 49ers are going to spray some rain on you. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I want to give a special shout out 
So it's Greg Papa and Tim Ryan with the call on the 49ers radio network. Greg Papa, longtime play-by-play voice of the Raiders, used to do the touchdown Raiders, and now does touchdown San Francisco now that he does the Niners. The other voice, the color commentator there, said if you get a zero blitz, they're going to spray some rain on you, is the great Tim Ryan, who I had the absolute fortune and pleasure of working with at Sirius XM NFL Radio for many years Went on some road trips with T-Rock, as he's referred to by friends. Played a second-round pick in the NFL. Played college at USC. Second-round pick of the Bears, I believe, in 1990. One of the best guys you will ever meet, Tim Rock, T-Rock, Tim Ryan, uh, who does an awesome job as the analyst on the 49ers radio network. Just one of the best guys in, his, in the history of people. One of my all-time favorite people, the great Tim Ryan. Always love to hear his voice on the show. Also, Greg Papa goes... Purdy drops back to pass. It goes to you-know-who, and I'm like, oh, McCaffrey. Oh, actually, maybe it's Debo. Oh, no, it could be Ayuk. Oh, no, it's going to be Kittle. Or, you know, it's Jawan Jennings. Okay, great. You know who. down the board. Yeah, Jawan Jennings. That's great. Absolutely love it. Okay, uh, always say this to start this segment, so I'll do it here. Final segment of the day on Stadium is this one. So if you're watching on Stadium and you want to check out the final hour, power hour of the show, I would strongly recommend doing so. We'll continue our handicap of Week 14 in the NFL, including the Chiefs and the Bills in full. We'll do that to start next hour. And all our bets for tonight, including Monday Night Football, side total props, Jaguars and Bengals. Just head on over to twitch.tv backslash betql, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour of the show. And for the people watching right now on YouTube and Twitch, uh, we are going to bring our social element back a little later this week to the show where you guys will make the case for your favorite bets for the weekend and Ken and I will talk about them. We'll do a couple of segments on this probably on Friday again this week so if you're like, hey, like I really like this on Friday, hashtag having my voice heard I want to do this again, you will be able to. We will do it a little later this week and the plan is to do it with more regularity as we move like towards the end of the football season and out of football season certainly. You know when we need the content but right now we're pretty good so just uh just hold your horses. We're going to do a lot more of this, and it's going to be really, really great. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour of the show. But for now, let's continue our handicap of Week 14. Kenny, bring the music up here, please. And Ken, let's talk some Niners and Seahawks coming up on Sunday in the Bay Area. San Francisco coming off just an evisceration of the Eagles. A great performance by the Niners. And the Seahawks, a tough luck loss on Thursday night in Dallas against the Cowboys. And I think Seattle's probably going to miss the playoffs at this point. Sucks for them. Like, I, I don't really care. I'm not a Seahawks fan. Anyway, uh, the Seahawks uh, got bet overnight. Ken, this was 12 and a half last night when I went to bed. Now we're sitting 10 and a half. It's not like a seismic move, but worth noting that Seattle got bet a little bit. San Francisco currently sitting 10 and a half at home on Sunday against Seattle. The total is 40, 47. Is that right? Do I have that right? I can't read my handwriting here. Anyway, oh, while well, the guys uh, let the, me know. The total in the San Francisco, uh, like 46 and a half now. Okay. Great, so I got it right. So 46 and a half is the total in the game. Worth noting, these two teams obviously played on Thanksgiving, so pretty recently in Seattle. San Francisco closed about a seven, seven and a half point favorite in that game. So the adjustment is obviously flipping home field. Uh, we're now through 10 here. San Francisco more than a 10 point favorite. Can pen, pencil, blood or blank here? Niners and Seahawks where it looks feels like San Francisco's got Seattle's number, but Seattle just put off a, put up a great effort on the road in Dallas and like a similar like must win type of spot, albeit again, Against a different opponent. What do you think about this game coming up on Sunday? And to uh, to be fair, and to give credit to something that Whale just said in the last segment, 
Uh, the Seahawks have a, a rest advantage in this game, obviously played Thursday against Dallas and the Niners played yesterday on the road. And uh, and so maybe that's part of what's getting like bet into this number early on is, hey, maybe the true difference between the teams is a little bigger, but the quote unquote like spot, which I agree with Whale, I do think late in the season, it's at least something to be aware of if you're going to bet these games. Like is, is a team on like three straight at home? Is another team in it? Like you can't look at Cowboys Eagles and ignore the fact that the Cowboys were, have been given like a month-long respite to get ready for this game, and the Eagles are at the end of like the most grueling schedule stretch you could possibly imagine. Like you have, you have to know that. Like even if you don't want to bet it, like at least something to be aware of. And sure, like Seahawks have a little bit of an advantage coming into this game. Uh, my problem is I don't know if it matters, and my this is going to sound like I, not that I've gone off my rocker, I guess, but just like I actually this is one of the few games where I'll say this. I don't really care what the price is in terms of like reasonable numbers, like nine and a half, 10, all the way up to like 14, something like that. Like that's the range of number we're going to be talking about in this game. Uh, I would never bet Seattle at any number that's ever going to appear on the screen. I would never do it. Uh, I think the Niners are much, much, much better than them. I don't think the spot is poor enough to outweigh that. And I actually think there's a chance, and the Niners did this to close last season, uh, I think they might run up the score in like every single game that they play the rest of the way. And when they play with a full roster, I think they're actually much better than this number against a team like Seattle. I really do. And in home in a home game, look at their splits in home games the last couple of years. I think they're better than this number against a team like Seattle. So cool. Seattle maybe backdoor the game. Seattle maybe keep the game close. These are very possible things. Played great against Dallas. The offense played really well against Dallas, to be fair. Just like on average, what am I expecting? A demolition. Um, do I want to bet San Francisco at this number? Maybe, but like 10 looks like it's right around the corner. There are two 10s on the board right now in this game. So why why bet now if that's where I think the number is yeah. going? I would, yeah. I wouldn't, I just, and just like, no, it's like, oh, like I made it this number and da, 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 da. Like this matchup in this building with this health for both teams, I'm not, I'm not going to have a Seattle, like no number you could create that's reasonable. I'm going to have a Seattle ticket, not bet the game maybe. But like I, I'm only going to want San Francisco in the game, the way that these two teams fit together and how San Francisco is playing right now. So maybe it's don't bet the game or it's bet San Francisco. Need to see how the market develops like throughout the week. Do we get 10? Do we get better? When If Kenneth Walker plays in the game, do we get better? Just like, I great, Seattle has a great performance. Cool, I'll still, maybe I'll still take San Francisco in the game. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here. Magnificent Football Monday, continuing our handicap of week 14 in the NFL. Um, we talked about this on Friday, kind of like, thoughts on point spread of the game and it was always like San Francisco more than 10 I think San Francisco 10 creates like a buy opportunity on the Niners and I would just say you know the the total's been adjusted up from the meeting on Thanksgiving obviously the Niners coming off that like insane offensive performance against Philly coupled with Seattle's defense just looking absolutely terrible in these games recently I think gets you there um I think if you wanted to bet Seattle in the game Ken I know you don't but for people out there that like would maybe want to bet Seattle I how are the Niners not scoring a ton in this game? Like, isn't it just like the over if you think Seattle's going to cover this game or keep it close or win? How does Seattle ever win, like, or, or cover a game where, like, they don't score a lot of points? You know San Francisco scoring on the, the Seattle defense is terrible. Like, it's bad. And they poured a lot of resources into it, and it's not very good. San Francisco is absolutely scoring on the Seattle defense. If you like Seattle, do you just bet the over? Is that, like, the preferred course of action here? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a bunch of sense. Uh, I just like like maybe. I, I mean, I think like a, a total blowout is in the cards here too. The other, I just I really think like 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 let's be honest, we we haven't seen that many games 
since the Niners like traded for Chase Young and got Trent Williams back and got Debo back. Like I, I kind of people might look at this and be like, well, San Francisco just gave you like their 10 out of 10 performance. Like it's not going to be better than that. The only almost like nowhere to go but down like they were looking forward to that game. Hashtag had it circled on the calendar whatever. I actually look at their schedule and how they're kind of like arcing. And I actually think they're like on the way up as we get toward the playoffs and the end of the year. And it's like it's actually going to get better as we go. Like they might actually be the best team in the league by even more than this. And it just. So I, I, I think people might look at that as like, oh, off the Eagles game, Seattle keeps the game close. Maybe it's a high scoring. I actually think the Niners defense could still be could, could be great in this game. And I actually think they could run up the score. Now, maybe that goes over to your point. I don't want to have any trust in Seattle to do anything in this game. That's my problem. Like, I, I don't want to like they were great against Dallas. This isn't that. And like, I love Dak to win MVP. I would never make an argument San Francisco and Dallas honestly are like remotely close to each other on a neutral field right now. And uh, I would trust the Niners more to blow out a team way more than the Cowboys. All right, that's uh, that's San Francisco and Seattle. I feel like we're, we're simpatico on this game. Like San Francisco or nothing in this game yeah, against the it's Seattle Seahawks. Nothing. And maybe find ways to play San Francisco, right? Like, let's see when the first half comes out. Is it less than seven? Like, do you do we want to like, do we want to take the take the handcuffs off the 10.3 teamer? And there's like a ton of games you can use that with this week. You know, like, do we want to like, do I want to take that thing off? Like, I just, there's a lot of games that you could like manipulate point spreads in this week and get, get some pretty interesting stuff. Like, I just, you know, like, do you want to take the Dolphins down to three and a half, four against the Titans on Monday night? Next, like, again, like, do you want to do some of this stuff? Uh, I will. I will probably want to do some of that stuff. Um, and maybe like if the points part of the game, we'll discuss for a couple of minutes here, maybe to start the power hour. If this goes to two and a half, I got to tell you. Kind of like the Denver Broncos tease up the plus eight and a half on the road at the LA Chargers on the head on the quote unquote road. Uh, last game here for now, and maybe we'll carry this over into the power hour again. The Chargers uh, beat the, like, and look, winning in the NFL is not easy. Not that I would know, just what people say. I'm I'm five foot seven and a half and sit in my yeah, office. We, we only won like sports. we only won like four games when we played. Yeah, so. <laughs> so it's only uh, subtract four from that total. Uh, so the Chargers shut out the Patriots six nothing. Denver, uh, I mean, just I'm still pissed about that game. Denver loses to Houston. So the Chargers will host the Broncos five and seven Chargers six and six Broncos. Right now, the Chargers at BetMGM in between a two and a half and a three point home favorite. It's the number is three, but it's plus one hundred to LA minus twenty for the Broncos. This looks like it's going to come off three. The total here is 43. And like, okay, um, I don't know, like people like make numbers and like they think the number in the game should be three. Uh, one team has Brandon Staley. The other team has Sean Payton. If it's a full three, it's the easiest bet ever on the Broncos. And if it's two and a half, I tease Denver and I feel like I just win. Uh, Ta-da! Uh, do you agree with that assessment here of this game with Denver and, and the Chargers? Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it's two teams that are like actually obsessed with playing close games low scoring close games now that the chargers offense has been dysfunctional for a while two teams that are obsessed with playing those kinds of games so how do i want to play this game i want to create as many bets as possible that create a low scoring close game really i think that could be won by either side by a small margin um so what would that mean uh tease the broncos in every which way with every type of teaser i go to two and a half i don't care tease them to nine it's not going to lose like what do i care if it's three or two and a half in the game create create games where it can be a one possession game and i win like, that's what I'm interested in. So, like, again, uh, margin of victory bets, field goal overs. Like, these, I mean, just you could play every Broncos game the same way. They all kind of land the same. Every Chargers game, too. And now they're playing each other. Yeah, those are the kind of bets that I want to create. I think it's really straightforward. Th those are the kind of bets I like. I think there's a song to be made yeah. out of that. All right. 
those little type of bets I like. Uh, that does it for our stadium two hours today. If you're watching on stadium, come check out the final hour, power hour, twitch.tv backslash betql. All our bets for tonight, and we'll break down the Chiefs and the Bills Sunday from Arrowhead.